It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Bobby with Mary Kay Cabot and Ashley Bastock. We are recapping day nine of Brown's training camp. Um, and of course, as this, this has been the theme of training camp, right? There's always something going on. It's usually Deshaun Watson related. But today, Mary Kay, it is Kareem Hunt related. And we come to find out that Kareem Hunt is sitting out of team drills. So it's sort of, uh, I guess it's kind of a hold-in. He is out there at practice doing individual things. So it's not quite a full hold-in, but he is, he is staying out of team drills. Uh, he wants that contract extension that he told you about back in June. So this has been brewing for a little while. Um, what, what can you kind of give us uh, as an update here as we record this about 6 o'clock or so on Saturday? Well, Kareem has come up with this strategy, and I don't know if it's something that he has decided on his own. I'm still trying to dig into uh, if it was something that his agent wants him to do or he's doing this uh, by himself. But his agent, Dan Saffron, did come to town this week uh, to support Kareem, to talk things over, probably to talk to management uh, and see if they could come up with something. Uh, But as you mentioned, I did uh, talked to Kareem in June at, at Brown's mini camp, and he said he wanted this extension. Uh, he repeated it. Ashley, when you went to his youth camp, he repeated it mm-hmm. there, said he wants to get paid. Uh, so, um, so you know, we've known for a while that he's wanted this extension, but I did ask him, will you hold out? And that was not on the radar at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, I asked him, you know, will you come to camp and everything will be fine? And he said he loves the game of football and that, you know, that he's going to give it his all. Well, here we are. Uh, they did not come through with the contract offer that he was hoping for. They really wanted it by the start of camp. So here we are, you know, a little bit more than a week into camp, and he is now not participating in, I don't think, any seven-on-sevens or 11-on-elevens, only individual drills with his position. So, um, So, yeah, this is kind of a big deal because even though he might have been gone after this year, they still wanted him to be a big part of this season. And I, I just think this is very significant. Yeah, there, there's so much that Kareem Hunt does, and there's a lot of layers to this. But just starting on the football field, Ashley, he just gives you something. First of all, he obviously helps you spell Nick Chubb and, and give Nick Chubb some time off. But he just gives you something that you don't really have 
elsewhere. Just his versatility, the way yeah. he runs. He's just a different sort of player. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the way he runs, especially, like, you watch him a lot of times, and he, he's like a bowling ball, like, going down the field. Like, he doesn't run the exact same that, like, Nick Chubb uh, or Dearness Johnson run. They all have their own kind of styles, um, and that's Kareem's. And obviously how active he is in the pass game is, you know, we've, we've asked Nick about that before, like, do you want to be more active in the pass game? And he said he's open to whatever, but Kareem is really the one who plays that role and, you know, plays certain downs because of that role. So it is big, but at the same time, like my first thoughts were, you know, what does this mean for his like immediate future here? Because that running back room feels crowded again. Like we said that, especially after they drafted Jerome Ford and um, with Dearness Johnson kind of breaking out the way he did last year. And, and Ford has had a nice camp, by the mm-hmm. way, too. Mm-hmm. He's, he's done really well. He had a drop today, but that was really the first bad thing I, I can really recall him doing. So, Mary Kay, when you kind of look at Kareem, the other element of this is we've been seeing a lot of two-back sets. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of staying on the field here before we get into whether they actually can pay him or not. They were, they've been doing a lot of Hunt and Chubb together. They've been doing a lot of you know, De'Ernest and Hunt together, going back to the spring. I almost feel like this could be the new 13 personnel is this two back. And we're not talking a full back half back. We're talking two half backs mm-hmm. in the backfield, maybe one splitting out. It feels like they want to do some creative things with that. And if Kareem Hunt's not a part of it, it, it does make it a little less potent. Yeah, there are so many things that you can do with them. As, as you mentioned, you can, you know, run a two-back set. You could use them sort of as a fullback. You can use them as an H-back. He can almost play a tight end role. Uh, there are so many different things uh, that he can do. He catches the ball so well out of the backfield. Uh, so I, I think he's incredibly valuable. I think uh, part of the problem is the fact that he was not able to stay healthy last year. And before they went ahead and paid him a bunch more money, they wanted to make sure that he was going to be able to stay healthy this year and then revisit the contract after the season. He's got an incentive-lative contract that pays him $200,000 per game that he's active. Uh, so as long as he was out there playing and healthy, he was going to make his money. He gets up to $6.5 million this year if he makes all of his money. Uh, if, he, if they release him, I mean, he, he doesn't get that money. So I, I sort of feel like I'm not entirely certain that this is a good strategy for him. Uh, because it might not have a happy ending. They do have, right. as you mentioned, a crowded running back room, and there are plenty of guys, Demetric Felton, uh, Jerome Ford, you know, that could, Dearness Johnson, uh, that could play these roles, that can catch the ball out of the backfield and do all these kind of things. And when you have the offensive line that the Cleveland Browns have, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a superstar running back the way that, uh, that Nick and Kareem, to a certain extent, are. Uh, you know, you just have to be really, really good, and these guys are going to blast open the holes for you. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot to unpack here, but, again, I just don't know if, if this is the way to go. So this is the other issue here, and I'd be curious to know what he considers a fair contract because mm-hmm. so Nick Chubb this year, still pretty affordable, $5.213 million against the cap. Next year? 14.85 against the cap. The year after that, 16.2 against the cap. They've already paid one running back. Mm-hmm. So if Kareem Hunt is looking at this and saying, well, I want $8 million or $10 million, I don't see how that works. I, I mean, I know the Browns have money, but I don't see how you can commit somewhere in the neighborhood of $25 million of cap space to two running backs. As, as good as Kareem Hunt is, and I mean, you've already kind of paid one guy. 
Would he take Mary Kay six million again, or would the Browns even be willing to go six million again? Because still, that's a lot of money to have tied up in that room. You know, they might not be willing to do that again. If they did it, it would be once again an incentive laden contract, uh, because a lot of times you don't get to your third contract when you're a running back with the, with the same team. You don't. It doesn't happen. And so, um, so I, I think the plan. It, it almost had a, a Jarvis Landry vibe to it, where. You know, you know that there's could be you could be looking at their final season in a Cleveland Browns uniform. That's what this felt like to me. Like this was a chance, and I even asked him about that. I said, "Hey, you might have a chance after this year to go somewhere and actually kind of get out of Nick Chubb's shadow and be a number one back." And he said, "You know, I do love the game of football, and I want to play the game of football, but I want to be here. This is my hometown. I want to play for the Cleveland Browns. I want to take my hometown team to the Super Bowl." I just don't think it, it's going to end up working out that way. Yeah, Ashley, do you see a way that this works out just from a money standpoint? I, need, I didn't even mention the guards that they paid. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's like they paid them. They paid Denzel Ward this offseason. <laughs> Obviously, the elephant in the room is the Deshaun Watson contract now, and Andrew Berry and his staff, I'm sure, are a lot smarter at the cap than I am, but this stuff is going to start adding up Like the further we get down the road because of the way these contracts are set up. Um, and, and kind of like Mary Kay was saying, like I just, when I you know heard this, I'm like, he doesn't really have the leverage right now because of the position room, the way it is, um, it, and because of all the other guys they have paid. And again, like he's talked so much about wanting to play here and wanting to be in Cleveland. When I talked to him for that high school football story recently, you know, he mentioned like he remembers being on the little Rebels like youth football team and they played at like halftime at one of the games <laughs> at the stadium. And he's still like has these visceral memories of that. So I do think it's meaningful for him to be here. Of course, you understand when guys want to get paid in this league because of the time span of careers and things like that. But again, it's just the leverage situation. It's hard to see when that would flip in his favor, even by doing this, because they they have the practice step at that position even. And Mary Kay, you mentioned a key point when you first talked about this. He just turned 27 today on Saturday as we're recording this. He did just have a season where he had some injuries. He does run hard. Like, he is a, he's a, I think he's a more physical runner than Nick Chubb, and that's not saying anything bad about Nick Chubb, but I think he's a more, like, he welcomes contact. Like, he wants to run into guys and run over guys. Nick Chubb will just run around you and stiff arm you on the way by. Um, his running style is just, I think, a lot more impactful to his body than what Nick Chubb deals with. And, that's something you have to think about when you're 27. Maybe that's something he's thinking about. You know, like, I got one shot here to get paid. Maybe maybe that's running through his mind right now, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, people say, you know, he, he's a kamikaze, right? I mean, right. That, that's how he is described. But the other thing about it, think about this. I mean, when it comes time to run someone on the goal line and just ram it in there for the touchdown, they put Kareem Hunt in there exactly. when he's healthy. <laughs> I mean, Nick Chubb is often... Not that guy. And I have found that to be a little bit odd over the years. He's, right? I mean, it's Yeah, just, he's like a more patient runner. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Nick, Kareem just kind of Kareem puts just his head down. Blasts through the it. hole. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, he just is like uh, an explosive. And, um, and so, you know, yeah, I mean, when it came to the playoffs and, and all of that, I mean, that's, you know, that's their go to guy when they need to punch it in on the goal line. Well, and I think that's significant. And I was just thinking back to that Ravens game in Baltimore. Remember, there were all those questions because Kareem wasn't in and Nick Chubb weren't in for the final drive. And we asked Kevin about it after the game. And he said, well, we would normally put Kareem in there because it's under two. It's like a two-minute drill. 
and he has all that versatility. And then he couldn't because I think that was when the calf started acting up. So they had him out and they didn't put Nick Chubb in still. So it's kind of like along those lines, like they do some wonky things sometimes with these lineups where Kareem certainly has his value in that way. Yeah, and and I mean this year, especially if you think that you're going to be without Deshaun Watson for a lot of games, you need somebody that can score the football. And I think that, I mean, Kareem Hunt has so much value in that way. So I had two questions pertaining to Deshaun Watson and, and where this could go, and that's the first one. If we get to, like, Wednesday and we find out Deshaun Watson is suspended for the year, and obviously, look, there could be a federal court. There's, there's more to it beyond that. But does that make it more possible that maybe the Browns could tear up that contract and say, okay, here's two years, whatever number, because Watson's contract is going to toll? He'll still be cheap next year in that scenario. Could they maybe work that out? Because you're going to need all hands on deck if Deshaun Watson isn't playing, and you can't just throw the year away. So uh, maybe that would actually benefit Kareem Hunt in a weird way if the Browns looked at the financials and said, we kind of need you around, and since we don't have to worry about paying Deshaun this year and next year it's going to be that low number again, Mm -hmm. maybe we can get away with this. Yeah, you know what? I I don't know if they would do that or not. Uh, That, you know, basically hasn't been the plan heading in. The plan has been, let's see if he can stay healthy. Let's see what he can do. And that's why there is this pipeline of running backs coming up behind him. Um, Because, you know, there, there was some thought to, you know what? Somebody might make him an offer that's better than what we're willing to pay him. But as you mentioned, if Deshaun is out, the running game becomes much more important And, you know, I would be inclined to do something else. And I think there's probably something that you can do that would make Kareem Hunt feel good about himself and what he wants to do here for his hometown. And we saw what he did in the the playoff year. I mean, he just ran through brick walls for for this football team. Um, So I would think that there is something that you could work out. And Andrew Berry is a reasonable negotiator. And Dan Saffron is, too. These guys have had a good working relationship and there's something, you know, there I think that, you know, that you could find a way to get something done where he doesn't have to leave the Cleveland Browns for the 2022 season. So it's not over yet, but it's kind of teetering in the balance right now. He, he's reasonable, but he's also stubborn, mm-hmm. like in a good yeah. way. We saw it with David and Joku. Right. They basically say, great, you want traded? Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're sticking around. We're going to franchise you. We're going and ultimately ended up in David getting paid. That's probably not how this plays out with Kareem. But um, Andrew's not going to get bullied. Even right, Baker. Yeah. I mean, of, of course, Baker Mayfield. Look how that played out. Right. They, they didn't trade Baker Mayfield until they found the deal they wanted. Right. Absolutely. You know, I think Andrew has established him as himself as very tough but very fair. And you know, I mean, I know that uh, they really care about their players. I know they they really like that Kareem has been a good redemption story, mm-hmm. really, you know, for, for the city of Cleveland. He's an example of a player that can do something wrong and get himself turned around. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think the Browns like the fact that, you know, he has really worked hard to be, you know, a good, you know, mo- I don't know if model citizen is the right word, but a good citizen, a good ambassador for the team, uh, yeah, you he know, does. He does all the things like giving the back with yeah. youth football and things like yeah, that. Yeah, he does that all it, of that. It has helped, I think, make up for the reputation he had when he got yes, here. Yes, he's worked at it. He's mm-hmm. worked hard at it, um, and you know, and he was remorseful. And um, 
you know, and he, you know, he has paid, he paid his time and he, he paid his dues on, on, on what he did wrong and he has really worked hard. So I know that the Browns see that in him uh, and, and wish that things could be different, but it, it is also a business. And once you start to get up there in running back years, you know, it starts to be time for maybe someone else to take a chance on well, it. And, and the roster is getting more expensive. Yeah. That's yeah. just the reality. The roster continues to get more expensive because you have good players. It's a good problem to have, but it's also the reality. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The other question pertaining to Deshaun, though, and Mary Kagan, you sort of went down this road a little bit. Is there any, like, if you did a contract extension with Kareem, do they have to take a step back and just think, like, what does this say from a PR standpoint? Or is that, I don't want to say everyone, people have forgotten what Kareem did, but I do feel like he's distanced himself from what was probably his worst moment, that, that it's not as big a factor. But do the Browns have to consider that at all? You know what? I think they consider everything. Um, so yes, I, I do think that uh, you know they would they would probably come up if they were all sitting around a big conference table somewhere. You know that probably would come up. Yeah, and what what I mean, I don't know if I said it in the question. What I mean is like, you know, in light of having traded for Deshaun Watson and then extending Kareem Hunt, those two in combo, would they have to consider yeah. that how yeah. that looks? Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, I think it is. I mean, you you know, you can't put your head in the sand and pretend that Kareem doesn't have a little bit of a past too. But I think they view him more as as a success story, that they brought him into the fold, they gave him the support that he needed, uh, they got him the, you know, the help that he needed, he did the work as well, and I think that that they would do they would do something and and that would not be a deal breaker. Yeah, I mean, do you think that's something you have to consider, Ashley? Because I kind of agree. Like, you'd have to at least sit down and say, okay, how does this look? But also, you know, I think Kareem has distanced himself yeah. from that moment, and I think he's sort of rewritten his story a little bit. I do, too. And, you know, Kareem kind of talked about this at his football camp, like that, you know, so I think he got asked, like, do you feel like you're a redemption story now? And he wouldn't, like, go that far, but I think it's clear he feels like he's on this path, that he has done a lot to, like we've been saying, kind of distance himself from what was his worst moment in in this league. So I, I definitely think, like Mary Kay said, when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars in this league, which we, all, we always are, everything, I think, is on the table at that point. It wouldn't be shocking for the Browns to be bringing that up, given the PR storm that, you know, is encircling cross-country mortgage campus every single day. Um, But at the end of the day, I don't know how much that would really factor in. I think it's more likely to be, you know, the lifespan of running backs in this league, the fact that you've brought in this pipeline behind him to, you know, maybe get people who can replicate what he does, obviously not exactly, but to 
kind of make up for that loss if you do have to move on from him eventually. So I think it would be more about the football side of things than anything. Okay, so uh, just one last thing here. You know, I think we're going to see this a little more on this team. I'm not. This is not like me sounding some sort of panic alarm, but I, I do think fans should brace themselves. Not this year, but down the road, we're going to see as these markets reset and this new TV contract comes out and guys are making more money. Uh, yeah, you know, you might have the Amari Coopers of the world, and even a Miles Garrett, or you know, some of these guys who have gotten paid say, "Hey, wait a minute, the market's reset. I want to get paid a little more." I think this is going to sort of be, I don't know if I want to call it the reality because it's not going to be some constant drumbeat, but I I do think there are going to be some guys that we're going to see this with, and Mary Kay Browns fans probably aren't used to this because they just haven't had many players who are good enough to hold out and then get their contracts redone. Yeah, I I think that you will see more of this as as these guys go forward uh, because because it is sort of the the wave of the present and future in the NFL where these guys are taking matters into their own hands a little bit, dictating their own future and, you know, saying exactly what they want and asking for it and going out and getting it and um, so yeah, there probably will be a little bit more of this, but in this case at this moment with Kareem I just don't know if this is the right strategy because the Browns will fine him, okay? I mean, he's going to get fined for this, and, you know, that's not really worth it. Uh, it creates some bad blood between him and the team, and that's not what anybody needs right now. Uh, you know, he is still under contract for this year at, you know, at a pretty nice amount of money. Uh, all he had to do was go out and play all 17 games, and he has $6.5 million in his pocket with an opportunity to get an extension after the season, either from the Browns or to go out and get a new contract with someone else. So it's all there before him. And, um, you know, I I just don't know that this is going to sit very well. And, I mean, I just think for me it keeps going back to last year with the injuries. Like, I think any objective observer would look at this and be like, when you had a guy who had these kind of nagging injuries, who was a calf and an ankle, like, close together on your body, obviously – he only played half the season. Like, why wouldn't you want to wait and kind of see what you can do this year if you're if you're a team, like, and see what he looks like? Because the Browns, I think, have in their mind to just have given him an extension this offseason. It might have been a little riskier than waiting, given the injury stuff especially. Okay. Call your shot. Is Kareem Hunt – I'll go first if you guys want oh, me to. Man. Is Kareem Hunt a Cleveland Brown? When they, when they travel to Carolina. Mm. I'm going to say, and this is just completely winging this prediction, I'm going to say they trade him between now and then. Mm. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, you know, my first instinct is yes. I feel like there's some way that they can work this out. He's currently under contract. I think cooler heads might end up prevailing. They need to get these two sides together really talk through this, and everyone needs to see the wisdom in why it's good for everybody to have Kareem Hunt on this football team as a member of the Cleveland Browns in 2022. They should be able to figure it out. I'm also going to say yes, like just because even like we talked about, this isn't really technically a holdout, right? It's almost like a hold in. Like he's still here. He's still going through some of practice. It's these very specific sections of practice that he is skipping right now. Um, I do think maybe the the Browns might kind of, you know, be able to work something out with him. Like that Mary Kay saying is beneficial to both sides. is isn't too risky for the Browns, but still has him here in a year that 
again, with the Deshaun Watson uncertainty, he could be valuable. But at the same time, you know, the Browns obviously have these other running backs in the room who are maybe not as well tested yet as Kareem Hunt is, but it's certainly an option. But I think he is here at the end of the day. Well, because I said no. That just guarantees Mary Kay, get uh, get your shell ready close <laughs> tomorrow morning that the Browns and Kareem Hunt agreed to some five-year extension. Click so, this audio. Like, within like two seconds of this pod going up, that's probably going to happen. No, I should get the trade shell ready, <laughs> yeah, Dan. That's the I shell guess. I should get It depends get on which of you is the bigger, like, jinx in this moment. Oh, I, you, we don't you know. You said opposite things. That's we, true. We each, you know, we each have our moments. This is like <laughs> this is like the Avengers when, like, two superheroes fight. It's like, which jinx? Which Jinx is stronger. I guess we're going to find out. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. Anything else from day nine of training camp before we go? David Bell is back. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Schwartz is back. Michael Woods is going to miss some time. Um, so the receiver is kind of getting healthier. Um, big, big, but it's big to have David Bell back, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that uh, that's huge to have, to have him back and to also have Anthony Schwartz out there again. I, you know, I think it's really helping to have an influx of receivers. It's such a little star-crossed position this summer. So that was good news for everybody. It'll be good news for the uh, for the quarterbacks. And, of course, we are all just waiting uh, to find out what happens with Deshaun Watson. And exactly. it could happen at any time. You know, I would think it's probably going to be sometime this coming week. Uh, you know, it could be, whatever, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. where we hear something uh, from appeals officer Peter C. Harvey on the uh, the new suspension length. Yeah, I guess we'll see if uh, if Peter Harvey likes to work weekends. Maybe we get something <laughs> early in the week. Maybe not. We are here all weekend though uh, at Browns training camp, and we will have full coverage of everything that happens at Cleveland.com/Browns, and of course uh, our daily pods as well. We're going to come back with a Hey Mary Kay at some point next week too. We haven't done one of those in a little while, and whenever Deshaun Watson news breaks. We will uh, have a podcast reacting to it. Uh, So just make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. So for Mary Kay and Ashley, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.